Hi there, this is Harry and welcome to my podcast where we try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language so that it can help you with your conversational English in particular or perhaps business English and we look at grammar, idioms, phrasal verbs and all sorts of aspects that will help you to improve. So in this particular podcast we're going to look at knowledge, okay, so everything about English is about knowledge and in this case we're going to look at idioms that refer to or have something to do with knowledge and as always I'll give them to you in a list and I'll go through them one by one and give you some uh, worked examples. Okay so idioms about knowledge. First jump to conclusions. Jump to conclusions. Read between the lines. Read between the lines. Get the picture. Get your head around something. A grey area. Put two and two together. Go in one ear and out the other. Head and shoulders above the rest. And your finger or his finger or her finger on the pulse. His or her finger on the pulse. Okay, so let me give you the, um, the understanding as I see it and uh, some hopefully uh, understandable examples how you can use them and introduce them into your language so to jump to conclusions well when we jump we move quite quickly he jumped up he jumped off the wall and to jump to conclusions usually means that we think about the problem and then we think about the answer but it might not be correct but we jump to conclusions so we we think we know what the answer is or we think we know what the solution is but in fact we might have jumped or moved too quickly and it might be wrong so we could say um i saw uh jonathan and um ingrid out in the cafe they seem to be getting on well well don't jump to conclusions they could might or they could or they might just have been having a business meeting or they could have been waiting for some college friends you don't know oh, well they seemed to me to be a little bit more than just uh, waiting for other people but okay I won't jump to any conclusions yeah okay so when you jump to conclusions you might get the wrong solution or the wrong answer or you think you have the right answer but in fact you might be wrong okay so um, somebody rings up and he asks can he come and meet you uh, he's got something important he wants to discuss with you so when you put down the phone you're a little bit perplexed and you're not quite sure but you don't want to jump to conclusions in case you're wrong he might just want to come and talk some family matters or some business matters but it may may or may not involve you directly so no point jumping to conclusions until they actually tell you what they want to talk about okay so if you get ahead of yourself or you jump to conclusions they may be wrong and you may be worrying yourself unnecessarily. Okay, so jump to conclusions. Next, to read between the lines. Okay, when we read between the lines, what it actually means is that we are seeing something there that is not said or that is not written, but we are making an assumption based on something somebody has told us or something that somebody has said. Okay, so reading between the lines this is what I think okay so for example the 
the boss rings you and he says, oh, hello there, David, um, uh, how are you? And you have a bit of small talk. And he says, look, I, I want to chat to you, but um, I don't want to, to talk to you uh, over the phone. I prefer to do it face to face. So how about we have a, a meeting tomorrow? Uh, could you come to my office at uh, 10 a.m.? OK, so you end the conversation. You say, yeah, sure, I'll be there. And you put the phone down and immediately your mind starts racing ahead. What does he want? Am I getting promoted? Am I getting sacked? Uh, something happened. Reading between the lines. You're not quite sure because it's not um, like him to ring you like that. So if it was bad news, he probably would have sent you an email. So you're because you know him and you've been there a long time reading between the lines, you think it's good news. Yeah. OK, so if it was bad news, perhaps you would have got somebody else to deliver the bad news. And you believe because he's wrong him yourself, himself and um, he's wrong him. Sorry, he has wrong you himself. Let me get it right. He is wrong you himself then reading between the lines you believe that he's going to give you some good news okay so when we read between the lines we again are making some assumptions we are basing it on maybe past experiences or we're basing something on what somebody has said but not giving you the full picture so reading between the lines this is what i think is going to happen okay in a government situation, perhaps the government announced that <clears throat> they're going to end the intervention that they introduced for the COVID-19, that they are no longer going to uh, make the significant payments that they uh, have done in the past, but that they uh, won't cut people off from any support immediately okay so that's all they say in their statement so reading between the lines we we assume that the, what they're going to do is they're going to stagger the payments so that instead of getting the full amount for the next couple of months you'll get the full amount for the first month and then the next month it will be a reduced level and the next month another reduced level until gradually they uh, reduce the figure to zero okay so they didn't say it in their statement but reading between the lines and based on past experience with the government that is what you believe is going to happen okay next idiom about knowledge is to get the picture when we get the picture it means we understand okay so somebody might say to us did you get the picture meaning do you un did you understand or do you understand what i am talking about so Somebody sits at the, the head of the table and all you, all your colleagues, you and the rest of your colleagues are sitting around the table and he begins to explain the predicament of the company, the problem they're having and slowly but surely people begin to nod and the reality of the situation is there for all to see that the company is having some difficulties and the boss finally says, okay, get the picture. This is the problem we have. We need to act fast. Otherwise, we've got a serious business problem. So let's have some ideas. What do you think? Okay, so get the picture means somebody asking you, do you understand? Do you see it as clearly as I do? Okay, so if you see it the same way, then yeah, you get the picture. If you don't, then perhaps you need some more uh, explanation or some further understanding. Okay, get the picture. Okay, next, to get your head around something. Well, we often use this expression when we need a bit of time to understand a problem that somebody has presented. So 
your son or daughter come home from school, they've had a bit of a bad day in the uh, maths class and you see, can you help them? And they give you the, the problem and you look at it and go, oh my God, it's going to take me a little bit of time to get my head around this. Yeah, so I have to think back at when I was at school and how I would have solved this problem. So leave it with me for half an hour. I'll work it out and then I'll sit down with you and explain it to you. Okay, so this is how we offer some help. But first of all, we need to look at it. We need to look at it in some detail, get our heads around it, and then present the solution. Okay, and anytime we have a problem in our lives, anytime it's a, an emotional problem, a work problem, whatever it happens to be, we need time to understand the problem, to get our heads around it, and then usually, usually, we will find a solution. So once you get your head around the problem, once you get your head around the issue, the solution will be found. Yeah, I have a great saying which I like to use. There's no such thing as a problem. There's only a solution waiting to be found. Okay, so, so to get your head around something is to find out the answer to your problem. Give yourself some time. Okay, next, grey area. Well, Usually when we're talking about uh, things that are very clear cut, we talk about black and white. Yeah. So oh, this is just this is very black and white. You do this and I do this. Oh, this is very black and white. Once we pay this money, we get this product. There's it's in the contract. There's no misunderstanding. It's very black and white. But more often than not, because of the language of contracts or the way in which people talk, we often are not so clear as to what they meant. Well, maybe they meant this or maybe they meant that. So often there's a grey area somewhere there. Grey meaning it's open to interpretation or there's some ambiguity in the words that are used and you need to uh, understand it. So these grey areas, as we call them, need further explanation. And of course, that's where uh, solicitors and advisors make lots of money because when we talk about contracts, they're not often written in black and white. There are often areas of greyness and these need some uh, understanding and explanation. So there may be one or two grey areas. So this is how exactly how you might use it. You can say, oh yes, I went through the contract yesterday and look, everything is perfect uh, except for one particular clause, clause three or clause three B. There's a bit of a grey area there and I'd like you to explain it to me in a bit more detail just so I can understand it from your point of view and to see do we both have the same understanding. So there's a little bit of a grey area there. Okay, good. To put two and two together. Well, of course, put two and two together. Usually somebody comes up with five is how we explain it. So when we put two and two together, we come up with uh, perhaps the wrong answer or we are jumping to conclusions or we might have the 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 right answer you say ah he's put two and two together he's finally come up with the the right answer okay so when we're trying to explain something to a class of school children or young adults and we go into some detail but we look around and there are a lot of blank faces and not everybody is on the same page not everybody is able to understand the particular problem and so you explain it again and then you say fine aha i can see you can finally put two and two together and come up with the answer so the, all the happy faces in front of you you ask them to raise their hands those of the, those of of them who 
got the right answer. So all the hands uh, shoot up immediately. And you say, yeah, finally, you're able to put two and two together and come up with the right answer. So in any part of life, we can put two and two together and come up with the right answer. But if we exaggerate or we get it wrong or we jump to a conclusion, we put two and two together and came up with five. Yeah, so we're wrong. So if we go back to our original example of the two people who were in the cafe and you thought perhaps there was a, a bit of a relationship going on there, but in fact they were waiting for two college friends. So you had put two and two together and come up with five when in fact they were not in a relationship. They are waiting for the other friends to arrive. They just happened to get to the cafe first. Okay, put two and two together. Next, to go in one ear and out the other. Well, this happens all the time in, in my house, I have to tell you. So when you're trying to explain something to one of your children and they're not listening, they've no intention of listening. So anything you say to them goes in one ear, the left ear, and out the other ear, the right ear, or goes in one ear, the, the, the left, and out the right. Yeah, okay, so often say to the son, oh, how did you do that? How come you, you didn't remember what I told you the last time? Every time I tell you, it's always the same. In one ear and out the other. In one ear and out the other, meaning you listen, but only for a brief second or two. And then as soon as I've told you, you've forgotten about it. Yeah, so in one ear, out the other. To go in one ear and out the other. Okay, and then the next one to be head and shoulders above the rest. Well, we can use this in two ways. When somebody is really tall, physically very tall, and they take a class photo and he is head and shoulders above everybody else. Literally, he's standing head and shoulders above everybody else and not so difficult to, to miss him in the, the photograph because he's the tallest. But in this sense about knowledge, we can say that somebody is head and shoulders above the rest when he is much smarter than the other people in the class. Yeah. Oh, you should see his exam results. Almost 100% every exam, every term. You know, others people get some uh, good marks from time to time, but nothing as consistent and nothing as good as this. He's head and shoulders above the rest. He's really going to do well. So in any situation where we want to set somebody apart from the rest of the team, the rest of the class, the rest of the office, we can say, yeah, he's really good. He is head and shoulders above the rest. His knowledge base is really, really sound. Okay, and then finally, to have your finger on the pulse. Well, the pulse is where you put your finger if you want to listen to your, your, your pulse or your heart rate or to check your blood pressure. Yeah, okay. And when you have your finger on the pulse, it means you know what is happening in your life, in your family, in your business, okay? So it's really important when you have your own business as an entrepreneur to always have your finger on the pulse, the pulse of the business. Know what is happening about your fee income. Know what is happening with your customers. Know what is happening with your the people that you employ. So to keep your finger or to have your finger on the pulse means you get the beat of the business very, very quickly. And for one split second or time, you take your finger off the pulse and you're not there, things fall apart. So as an auto entrepreneur or self-employed person, you must at all times have your finger on the pulse. That is your knowledge to understand 
what is happening to your business. Okay, excellent. So that's our um, idioms about knowledge. Let me just give them to you one more time. Jump to conclusions, to read between the lines, to get the picture, to get your head around something, a gray area, put two and two together and either come up with four, which is fine, or five means you've jumped the gun a little bit, to go in one ear and out the other, to be head and shoulders above the rest, to have your finger on the pulse. Okay, well, as always, thanks for listening. And if you want to contact me, well, then you can do so on www.englishlessonviaskype.com. And I'm happy to hear from you, happy to include any suggestions or recommendations that you might me to like me to look at when I'm doing future podcasts. As always, thanks for listening and join me again soon.